the Genesis gathering. It's good to have you with us again. I apologize for that uh, audio snafu here. We are running everything pretty much on our own. What we've done because of the intense COVID restrictions, number one. Number two, um, our media guy that runs things for us uh, got COVID a couple of weeks ago. Thank God he's recovered. He's doing great. And then uh, my daughter and my son-in-law who lead our worship were traveling out of state here over the past week and they just felt like out of an abundance of precaution the better thing to do would be to not uh, worship in person this week. So again here we are we're bringing you the same Genesis gathering that we normally do focused on the things uh, that bring praise to the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. Um, just before we do go to our song for this morning, which is Joy to the World, uh, first I want to remind you that, of course, with some of these, we, we continue an intense search for media that allows us to be, um, to allow, that allows us to be, um, copyright free. 
and there's some of it out there, but boy, it, it's hard sometimes. Even when it says copyright free, then there can be a problem with it, and Facebook can block it. If that happens, and you happen to be watching us on Facebook, it will go dark, all right? It will go blank, or at least the audio will go out. What you can do is slip over to our website. It never happens there. There's not an issue with the copyright there. So go over to www.genesiscc.net. On the homepage, there's a link, Watch Here or Watch Now. You can click on that and watch us from there. Um, also, let me see. I think there's one other thing I wanted to mention to you. Well, that's it for right now, okay? Let's have a wonderful time of worship as we sing. Joy to the Lord. We don't have the words for you on the screen this morning, but you know the song well. Let's lift our voices together.
everybody. It's good to be back with you. Hope you enjoyed. I was singing along. I know that Nina was singing along. And oh, by the way, I do know that it's joy to the world. <laughs> joy Not to the Lord. Joy to the Lord. So it's uh, good to give joy to the Lord. <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Nina. Like praise to the Lord. Yes. Good morning. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Hey, so this is kind of every week. If you watch every week, you've noticed that we are constantly changing backgrounds. So it's in an effort to just do this better. And of course, then I have this husband who because, always has to. Because get it we love right. you. <laughs> yeah. So the first weeks we were when we came home from the church to do it at do this at home live stream from home. He were in his office. Then Matt and Lisa came and were uh, sitting on the couch with the guitar. So we all went and uh, live streamed from the living room. Then we went back to Jeff's office with a new background. Now, I bet you can't tell where he is right now. He's in our dining room. Where did that background come from? It's a mystery. Anyway, I'm in my office. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of some fun info uh, to fill you in on. So before we go any further, I'm holding up my little sign. You know, when 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 COVID first started, the Today Show, you know, a lot of the uh, broadcasters were working from home and Carson Daly's little son uh, hand drew his little pictures and that he would he would sneak them in and out of the like that you know <laughs> but I don't have a cute child's drawing but if you have prayer requests this morning go ahead and text them to me if you're on Facebook I do I have my phone here if you're on Facebook you can leave it on Facebook however I find that sometimes Facebook has not been faithful to get me all the messages that come through. They come later, they disappear. I don't know, some of you who understand how this works on Facebook, maybe could explain this to me on the on the live uh, stream of Facebook, but it might be more sure to get into our prayer time if you text me your prayer request, which you need to do pretty quickly because I'm just gonna make a few announcements and uh, in a few moments we're gonna pray. So. Uh, please feel free, 720-878-3323. And if your prayer requests do come in later than our prayer time, of course, we'll pray for them as well. I hope all of you who are part of the Genesis Church gathering uh, on our mailing list have been seeing our texts and emails regarding prayer, regarding praise reports, and regarding any announcements we have. One of those is Rachel Washington is doing a Christmas concert online this year. It's very exciting. We got to see her, oh, I don't know, maybe six, maybe it's already been two months ago, six weeks ago, she was in town making the recording and we got to see her while she was here and find out about it. And um, it's $7 for a ticket to watch, which is just nothing for the quality and beauty of the concert that you get to participate in. Many of you may have attended her concert here in town last year. It was so wonderful. What a great time. So 
Um, anyway, to get the information, you can go to her uh, Facebook page or you can go out to the email that I sent you, I believe, just yesterday. She's have there's various times that the concert airs. And I believe the last date is December 31st. So don't wait long if you think you're interested in viewing Rachel's concert. You know, that might be a great thing to do on Christmas Day with whoever you're with. Um, also, on Christmas Eve, we're going to join St. John's in the parking lot there at St. John's Church, where we usually meet. And we're going to have a time of uh, Christmas carols, the Christmas story, and warmth around the hearth, if you will, fire pits. If you have a fire pit, whoops, I don't know, I have to move over here so you can see me. If you have a fire pit, bring it with you at 4.30. We're going to get some instructions from our fire marshal. That's part of having our uh, permit to have an open fire. And uh, But the actual event starts at 5.30. Let us know if you're going to come. We'd like to just kind of get a heads up of what to expect. We are observing um, COVID precautions with um, masks and distancing. Bring your own chair and bring your own hot beverage, but it's supposed to be 42 on Friday with sunny skies. So uh, of course that'll be right about uh, nightfall when we have this evening event. Hope you can join us on Christmas Eve to celebrate Christmas together. Regarding giving, we want to thank you for your giving to Genesis. And there's that right in my face again. <laughs> this is so real, isn't it? Okay, so um, we thank you for your ongoing giving. It means a lot. It helps us to continue to pay um, the things we need to pay. And uh, of course, really, you're giving it to the Lord and to the work of ministry to accomplish. Uh, our part as a church group to bring the gospel, a gospel of freedom, a gospel of grace, and a gospel of love, and a gospel of truly good news to whomever will listen. So you can donate by going out to our website, and you'll see the donate button there, or you can text to give. And uh, do we have that slide, honey? There we go, 72073. Pardon me, 720-730-8510. Very easy. Just follow the prompts. Very easy for you to give in that way. Okay, I'm just going to check and see if we do have any prayer requests. I haven't seen any come in. But we do want to pray. I have some um, specific, a, a spe specific prayer request from this week from Kathy Randolph. And of course, please join in and pray for those in your life, for yourself, whomever uh, that you'd like to pray for during this time as we come to Jesus and um, touch the hem of his garment through prayer. So let's pray. I never know whether to close my eyes or look at you as I pray, so I'm going to do a little of both probably. Heavenly Father, we love you so very much. And I think of how this Lord's Prayer says to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I want to lift up Patty, um, Kathy's Randolph's extended relative there, 
who had a heart attack this week, and we're asking you, Father, to be there with her in her room to bring healing. We thank you that you have brought healing through Jesus Christ, and we send that healing word to Patty that she would fully recover and live a long and healthy life. Then, Father, for those this season who have had loss and are lonely, who are experiencing depression, who um, need provision, whether it was caused by COVID or the fires or just because it's the Christmas season or just because of this year we've lost some loved ones. Uh, Father, we lift up these people to you and we thank you for your mercy and grace that provides for each one of them. Thank you. We thank you that you're supplying. We ask you and we thank you for supplying all of their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you that you comfort those who mourn, that you heal the brokenhearted, and that you're a very present help in time of need. And Father, I want to also thank you for St. John's Lutheran Church, all that they have done for us this year, Pastor West, the council there, the people there who have welcomed us there with open arms, who um, have befriended us, who accept us and love us and so into us as well. Father, we pray for their continued provision. We pray for their continued um, church relationships. We, as, as they go through being separated because of COVID, but instead, Father, that you're drawing them even closer together and we thank you for taking care of all that they need. We thank you for prospering their way as they fulfill their mission to bring your love to the world, Lord. We, we just give you glory and thanks for all that you do for us, Father, for all that you provide, for your love and for Jesus Christ and your sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And I believe that that's all I have for this morning, honey. Wow. That was short and sweet. Kind of like you. <laughs> Would you like me to say more? I could try to think of something. <laughs> we, we do miss we all of you so much. continue to do this. Uh, uh, yeah, right, we, do, we do miss you so much. And I hope we get to see you on Christmas Eve in the parking lot there at St. John's and uh, that we could celebrate some time together as a church in person and live and in person for those of you who can make it out there. You know, last week, sweet, uh, last year, uh, sweetheart, you'll remember, I know that, that we had a concert with Rachel and, and St. Right. John's largely, they, they threw in with us. They did right, our thing right. and they turned out. Genesis and all of our, our friends in the area, uh, those of you that watch and you're local here, I'm asking you to turn out on Christmas Eve for this parking lot experience there at St. John's. Come on and join us. And uh, let's show up for Genesis and the body of Christ and really celebrate. We're counting on you. So uh, as we, just before I minister, I'll tell you what, I'm going to uh, share a song with you that uh, I've heard before, but I've never heard it done like this. I'm telling you what, um, I, re I really think, you know, we talk about there being an anointing or a presence of God on 
different things, different people, so on and so forth. There is an anointing on this. There is, and uh, let me see if I can get rid of this slide just so that it does not continue. Okay, there, there, there's something special. There's something special about this song sung by this group the way that they do it. And I really believe there is an anointing on it and uh, that the presence of God is going to be felt there where you are watching and listening. Let's enjoy together who you say I am. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me and all oh, his love for me. All oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free, always free.
tell you <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness it's Christmas this is the week of Christmas and you are a child of God you are who he says that you are you know we don't remember history we remember the stories we tell ourselves about history I love that from John Master Giovanni last week, our guest. Let me say it again. We don't remember history. We remember the stories we tell ourselves about history and our history in particular. And we've got to overcome that. We've got to switch that. We've got to flip that. I've been teaching on the subject of gratitude and flipping things and changing the way they appear not looking at things seen, but at things that are not seen. You know, it's a radical message. People talk about radical. The, the word radical is thrown around today as, as though these political movements or these social movements or these community movements or these particular activists are being radical. No, <laughs> none of that's radical. I'll tell you what's radical. The announcement of the angels that unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is born. A savior has come into the world. 
We're going to talk about that this morning. You're going to see how it just flips. And uh, I believe at the end of it, you're really going to have a whole new sense of gratitude about Christmas. Our text is found in Matthew chapters, uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1. And I'm going to be- begin reading in verse 18. Join me now as we do. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Let me see if I can bring that scripture up for you. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I say to you this morning, you have things on the inside of you that have been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And those are the things you need to focus on, not what people say about you, not what others are saying. And I mean even family members or well-meaning friends. Maybe some of your best friends have let you down and said some things to you contrary to what the Holy Spirit has birthed in you. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Stay on course. Keep a hold of that dream because what is conceived in you is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him, you are to give him the name Jesus, which means deliverer, because he will save his people. The word save there, deliver. He will deliver his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will come, excuse me, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with you. Hallelujah. What did Jesus come for? Well, you might say, well, we just read it. He's a savior. (laughs) Well, it depends on who you talk to, really, as to what people think today about why Jesus came. There are groups of people who say that he was a Jew and he came to his people. I mean, that's what the scripture says. He came to his people. There are other people who say, well, Jesus, that's your religion. I have mine. And there's some justification in that too, especially the way that people outside of, quote, the Christian faith have been treated by Christians. There are churches who teach. He only came for those who receive him. There are still others who teach, well, he did come for everybody, but until you do the right things, it won't work for you. Sound familiar? Sound like your Bible training? Sound like Western evangelicalism in the modern day pulpit here in America? 
And, and there is some difficulty with how we would interpret these words in verse 21 here. And give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. And again, I've already mentioned to you, that word save is really important there. See, I, I used to think this had only to do with the fact that if I change my ways and I repent and I start living a moral life, if I start living according to the dictates and the mor morality of the Bible, then God will receive me and God will save me and forgive me. So instead of it really, I, and I always believed in grace. They taught grace at the church where I grew up and at the Bible school, they, they talked about it. It was a class, but no sooner did we have the class and the, the teaching on grace than we were told, well, if you don't do this though, and if you don't obey this, well, then you're out or you can lose what you've gotten. <laughs> no, dear one, I'm here to tell you the gospel is good news. Let's look together at what the angel announced here. Luke chapter two, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for who? All people, not just Christians, not just people who pray the prayer, not just people who do, do it the way that your particular church or group says it has to be done so that they can join your team and everybody else is on the outside. So wrong. So, so wrong. No, this is a gospel of joy. This is a gospel of good news. Here's what the message translation says. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't Christians. I mean, by faith, by, by choice of religion or their upbringing or, you know, the, the national religion or however they were raised. Are they out? Do they have to become Christians? Do, do they have to believe the Bible the same way that I do? The way that you do in order to be in for God to forgive them? Is that what the angel was announcing as good news? Here's the Aramaic. I am bringing news to you. A great joy that will be for all the world. Wherever you live, no matter what you may have believed, God believes in you. And when you believe that, it changes everything. God's not demanding change. He's asking us to look to him and simply believe that he believes in you. That's what the angel announced. Good news for the entire world. So the question arises, what is God like? Well, Brian Zan said, God is like Jesus. He's always been like Jesus. In fact, there's never been a time where God wasn't like Jesus. We haven't always known it, but now we do. God is like Jesus. Well, apparently, that's exactly what Philip believed. Here's Philip's translation. 
God has not sent his son into the world to pass sentence on it. That's John 3, 17. Isn't that amazing? See, I, I was taught John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. And boy, it was drilled. You got to believe. You've got to receive. Well, how about the fact that he received me? While I, Paul said this, while you and I were yet in our sins, he received us. We're going to read a, a scripture in a moment that tells us that all of this took place in the heart and faith of God before the world was ever created. God believes in you. God has received you. That's the message of Christmas. That's the message that the angel announced, and that's true good news. Here's the Passion Translation. God did not sin, verse 17 now, all right? So whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. We focus on the, well, if you don't believe, you're going to perish. No, verse 17 says, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and to, and this is very important because it has everything to do with the meaning of the angel's announcement, but to rescue, to be its savior and to rescue it. Verse 21, rescue from what? To rescue us from our sins. The issue of sin isn't a matter of feeling guilt and shame, and then I have to repent and find my way to the Lord, and, and then I, I, I've got to do all of this believing. I, I, I've got to work that out. I've got to believe the right things. Now, oh, and then I've got to live the right way. See? And, and, and then I can't sin. I can't continue in sin. I can't continue a sinful lifestyle. And God doesn't want you to continue in a sinful life. You know why? Not because it'll keep you out of heaven, but because it hurts his heart that you're living so far below all that he has planned for you. And of course, sin has an effect. The wages of sin is death. Sin brings death to our body, to our health, to our finances. It'll destroy a sound mind. Sin wreaks havoc on the human race. And so rather than you being guilty, God wasn't angry. When God announced the Savior, he was looking at a rescue plan to rescue us from our sin. Not because he was angry and looking for an opportunity to judge and send people to hell, but because he loved the entire human race. And he instituted a plan called Jesus to rescue us. And in that rescue is all the forgiveness of past sins, present sins, future sins. You are forgiven. Past tense already done through the rescue of Jesus. Now, look at this, verse 22 here. In our text, it says, and you will call him, or he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, his name reveals God's nature. Let me say it again. Jesus' name, Emmanuel, reveals God's nature. Jesus' name is Yeshua, which means salvation or redemption. 
But then he's also called Emmanuel, which carries that a bit further. So after he rescues us, then God says, now I'm yours. <laughs> You're mine. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be in you. I'm going to... And see, this happened before the Garden of Eden. In fact, this happened before the world was created. Let me show you. This is Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundation of the universe. <laughs> oh, before God had you in mind because of his love and the fellowship that he wants with his, his desire for you. God had you in mind and he rescued you and me and he forgave us. And when did he put this plan together? When were you forgiven of your sin? When were you rescued? Before the world began. In fact, the mirror translation of verse four of Ephesians one says this, before the fall of the world. See the Greek word for foundation there is fall, not the terra firma. He's not referring to the foundation of the world as in creation. He's referring to before the fall where man fell. And according to uh, modern evangelicalism, were separated from God. No, listen, dear, dearly beloved, before you were born, you were found in Jesus before you were ever lost in Adam. Thank God for Francois Dutois. I love you, Francois, and thank you for that tremendous quote. God with us. That was God's plan all along, to rescue us, to bring us back, to place us into that trinity, that divine trinity. Now it's a foursome. Now it's a foursome, a divine dance. Hallelujah. Perichoresis, a divine circular dance, not a hierarchical structure. God over Jesus, Jesus over the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's over us. We got to submit ourselves. We got to Again, that's very common in Western evangelicalism, hierarchical structure, judgment, a legal system of repentance and all of that. What a mess. God forgave us because he loves us. God didn't forgive you because you're worthy. God didn't forgive you because you asked him to. God forgave you before you were ever created, before the fall of the world, before the creation of the universe. God forgave you because he loves you. Listen to this, Hosea chapter 12 and verse 9. Yet I have been Adonai, your God, since the land of Egypt, and I will again make you to dwell in tents. Now, what's he talking about there? That's a shadow. He's not talking about physical tents. Listen to this, John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Who's that talking about? I used to think John chapter one was talking about the Bible. <laughs> it's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the word. This isn't Father, Son, and Holy Bible. This is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And Holy Spirit says that the word Jesus became flesh and tabernacled among us. It means that he exists. He has included us into him. You don't beg and cry and repent and plead and live a moral life in order to be included on the team, to be acceptable at Christmas. Get rid of that mess. Challenge that thinking. Dare to flip that and think differently. I challenge you this Christmas. Dare to think differently about the announcement of good news. It isn't good news that God loves you as long as you do it the way our team says you do it. Oh, and if you don't, well, by the way, he loves you, but at the end, you know, if you mess up or if you don't believe it the way we do, he's, he's got eternal conscious torment reserved for you. Good news. If you do it the way we preach it, good news. If you don't mess up, good news. If you follow the plan, but if you don't follow the plan, here's Revelation chapter 21. Again, and this is from the mirror translation. Listen to this. And a glorious announcement was heralded out of the throne. Behold, God's tabernacle is with humanity. God with us. God's tent is you. You don't need to make a tent and bring God into it and live right and all that. God's already made this decision. He tabernacles with you. He has taken up permanent residence in human skin to be with them in the closest possible association of oneness. They are his own possession, his tribe, and he is their God, inseparably entwined with them. I'm going to leave that scripture up for just a second. See, the Greek word for tabernacle, you got it, is skin. God's presence in skin, yours. God loves you. Jesus has rescued you. You're forgiven. No more guilt, no more condemnation. God was in Christ reconciling you to himself, not counting your sins against you. You think I just made that up? That's the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. God's intense, eternal desire, which has never been altered, by the way, he's never abandoned it, even in the so-called fall of Genesis, was to tabernacle with you and me, to be in us, in us in him. And from the beginning of time until now, his entire focus, all of his desire has been and is and forever will be about his relationship or on his relationship with you and me. That is Emmanuel. That is good news. I'll be back in just a moment.
That was a that was a very holy moment, and um, I know that more than one person is going to want the version of that song. Uh, a person has already texted, text me, text Nina or text myself seven two zero eight seven eight 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 nine nine, and uh, we'll get you the version of that that song. Listen to this, and we're going to close. Emmanuel wasn't simply an angelic announcement of blessing. It is a declaration of the Creator's desire to be with His creation, you. Thank you, Father. Emmanuel isn't simply an angelic announcement of a blessing. It is a declaration of the Creator's desire, His intense desire, to be with you. That's Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. I'm praying that this Christmas, God just blows it up for you. That inside of you, I'm praying right now. I'm praying with my eyes open, believing God that inside of you is going to just, there's going to come a revelation, there's, the curtains are going to part, there's going to be an unveiling, where, where God shows you that the very essence of his being, the very essence of his DNA, the reason, his purpose, his desire, his focus, is to be with you. He's never abandoned that, 
He's never left you. He'll never forsake you, even in the fall. And before the world, before the foundation of the world, before you were born, he made the decision to rescue you and to bring you unto himself. May that blow up. May that blow up within you and all that you are with, all, everyone that you are with this Christmas. And that's my prayer. If you're needing prayer, if you're needing help, if you're needing somebody that you can talk to, especially over this season, let us know. You can text us. You can email us. And all of that information is available on our website. God bless you. Merry, Merry Christmas. And um, we'll see you next week. We're going to do a little something for Christmas Eve. I, I haven't decided exactly yet whether we'll try to do maybe candlelight communion or something, but we'll let you know, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.